Hey, uh, we got Paul Douglas checking in with us now. Give us a weather update. Uh, I got a bunch of questions for him, but the first question that I have for you, Paul, and I appreciate you staying up a little bit later to hang out with me here on this uh, this someday night, talking some weather. Sure. But take yeah. me back, 1991, Halloween sure. blizzard. What do you remember? This is the reason why I'm asking you about it, because that seems to be the date in the blizzard and the storm that everybody talks about. But I have no recollection. You know why? Because I was a freshman at Morehouse. I was a freshman oh, yeah. at Morehouse College, okay. and I was I was clearly in Atlanta, Georgia. We had homecoming that weekend, and so I wasn't a part of that. But now I had friends that were traveling from Minnesota down to Atlanta to to hang out with me and have fun. You know the whole homecoming experience. But mm-hmm. what do you remember from 1991 in that blizzard storm? Oh my God, um, it was kind of a slow motion nightmare, Henry. And good evening, by the way. Thanks for having me on tonight. And I'm happy to talk about the Halloween Superstorm '91 storm. Take a mental health break from this storm. But uh, <laughs> we're I, gonna get to it. Look, we're gonna get to it. <laughs> we don't have to. We, you know, we could save that for someday in mid mid August. That's fine. Um, I remember. Uh, being impressed with the storm and i thought i was going out on a limb predicting 8 to 12 and 4 days later we had 28.4 and the reason we had 28.4 is because the storm that was supposed to keep on moving stalled over lake superior for nearly 2 days it just sat there chugging away a giant thrashing snow machine Uh, day after day of heavy snow. And the reason it stalled is because another storm stalled downwind off the coast of New England. That was the perfect storm. I don't know if you saw the movie or read the book, you know, about the fishing trawler and and the men who lost their lives. Just a horrific storm, a nor'easter. That storm Hmm. stalled. That inspired the movie and the book. Actually, it was first the book, and then they made a movie. But because that storm stalled, which wasn't supposed to happen, the storm over Lake Superior stalled, and that meant instead of 8 to 12, we wound up with 28. It was so bad, I remember, I think I I was driving a Saab. Do you remember Saabs, vaguely? Yeah, absolutely. That was a nice vehicle, man. Come on, look at you. Look at you all fancy. I couldn't even get out of the driveway. I remember the chief engineer, Skip Aldrich from CARE 11, had to come out in his big Suburban and pick me up and take me, wow. into, take me into the station. The weather guy can't make it because he can't get out of his driveway. It was not a good look. So, oh, well. All right, so thanks for you know taking me down memory lane because I asked the question. Now let's fast forward to where we're at now with this particular storm. Uh, what are you seeing out there right now? Like where are we at? At what particular point does this thing really get revved up? I think the worst of it is going to be between about 2 a.m. and 7 a.m. We had one burst, one wave of snow move through a couple of inches. Uh, We will continue to see snow the entire night. And this next surge, it's it's just a little chunk of vorticity, spin in the atmosphere and a deeper layer of moisture. And I think it, it could really snow hard after midnight across much of the state, not just the Twin Cities. I'm talking 
most of central and western Minnesota, Twin Cities Metro, and parts of southern Minnesota, far southern Minnesota as well. I still think, think we're going to get 10 to 12 total uh, since late afternoon. Since it started snowing again during the mid and late afternoon, I think another 10 to 12 on top of the 5 inches that fell overnight. So I think we're going to be up, you know, 14, 15, 16 in that ballpark. And I've been saying 12 to 20 for the past three days. And, um, you know, the mistake so, I made, Henry, if I, if can I have a confession on, on your show? Absolutely. It's have at it. And, and look, all of us can learn and evolve and improve. I posted on Twitter, uh, the European model forecast, I think it was Sunday night or Monday morning. So we were, you know, a couple of days before the beginning, the onset of the snow. I thought, all right, I want to show you what one of the, you know, more extreme models is uh, showing for snow. And it showed a 25-inch bullseye right over the Twin Cities. And my caption was, I'd like to speak to the manager. And I was just <laughs> trying to show people that, hey, you know, this is one of the models. I'm not predicting 25 inches, but I wanted to share this with you. This is one, you know, meteorologists are digesting all these different models, trying to figure out what to predict. I was yeah. skeptical that we get 25, but, you know, again, I went 12 to 20. Long duration storm, plenty of moisture from the Gulf of Mexico, a deep layer of cold air over Minnesota. We don't always have that in late February. So, you know. So let me, let and, me. Let me ask this. Let me ask this question then. All right. So, so, were you surprised at all with the window that people had earlier today to be able to travel and to get out? Because it sounds like some people didn't think that they were going to be able to do anything today. But there was a window for people to be able to travel and get out and all that stuff, whatever. And then you, and then that, that's part one about today. And then in, with regards to tomorrow, say that late tonight from two until seven is when the majority of the heavy stuff is, is gonna is gonna come right so are yeah, do you think, think that so. there's going to tomorrow tomorrow midday do you think that midday there's going to be a window for people to get stuff done to, to get out there and to snow blow and to get it up whatever and then maybe start to get out and about and do stuff yeah okay let me start with question number one regarding that little pause yep. that lull we had this morning again and I wasn't yep. the only meteorologist in town that was predicting that. I think most of us said that there there was going to be a little intermission, a little lull, a pause, that uh, we'd get plowable snow four to six, and then there'd be a pause, and then it would resume later in the day. And that's pretty much happened. In terms of tomorrow, I think most of the accumulating snow will be over by lunchtime, and uh Skies could even start to clear. The winds begin to drop off in the afternoon. So I think it's going to be a really tough, maybe, you know, a treacherous morning rush hour tomorrow. But it's going to quickly mm. wind down by late morning and by the lunch hour. So, yeah, I think people will be able to get out. Uh, snowblowers and shovels. I think MnDOT will have a, a good crack at getting to many of the freeways tomorrow afternoon. And Friday, the winds are very light, under 10 miles an hour the entire day. So I think, you know, God willing, we'll be in pretty good shape by the end of the day on Friday. But it's going to take 36 hours, I think, to uh, to really make a dent in this because the winds are still 30, 35, not quite as strong as the models were hinting at, 
but strong enough to cause some blowing and drifting. And so, yeah, there are going to be some three, four-foot drifts out there, and uh, it's, it's going to take 36 hours or more, especially the downtowns. Snow emergencies, yeah, I think that's pretty much a given that that's going to happen. But, you know, another well, I'm interested 10, in that on Friday. Yep. Yeah, I'm interested on that on Friday because Friday the Wolves are back in action. They're going to be at Target Center, so they have a game that night. So how do people kind of navigate the uh, the uh, the streets and stuff like that on a Friday night in the in downtown Minneapolis? Use those parking ramps, A, B, and C. I mean, that's what Absolutely. I would do. I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, yeah, do and that? I knew. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it's interesting. I saw I saw a tweet. Um, yesterday from, was it the city of St. Paul that talked about there were eight designated ramps to where, because of the snow emergency stuff, where people could mm-hmm. take their cars and have them parked there during the course of this storm. I, I hope that Minneapolis does the right thing and says, look, you know, under the circumstances, uh, we'll waive parking fees or whatever. So everybody can get in there and not have to worry about paying for parking. I don't know. I, I, I haven't given that much thought, but uh, I, I. Are you talking about the ramps? Still... Yeah, the ramps. Oh no, that's not happening. You know, that's not happening. <laughs> I did not wait at nothing. I just wanted to throw that out there, just in case. I was listening. I mean, you you never know. Hey, a little gift, a gift from the city of Minneapolis. Yeah. No, I. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, historic. I don't know. I, look, if we get more than 13 inches, which I think is likely, I don't know how we don't get that, uh, this will be a top 25 storm. If we get 17.2, which I'm not sure it's going to be that much, it, it'll, it might be close in some spots. If we get 17.2, it'll still be a top five snowstorm for the Twin Cities since 1884. So, you know, it's just the weirdest thing, Henry. Yeah, like people are disappointed it's only going to be 14 or 15. It's like well, I they think were that's, I in. think that's the number that's the number one thing I'm taking from your appearance right now on the show is the fact that you're saying quite frankly what you're saying is I don't anticipate that when it's all said and, and, and done that this storm will get to the magnitude of what we thought it was going to be. What it could have been, what some of the models were were showing and not necessarily were the meteorologists predicting i mean everybody has the freedom to make to interpret the models uh, and come up with their own forecasts and so i know it can be frustrating for consumers you get you know eight different stations eight different forecasts but we have the freedom to disagree with the official government forecast that and the weather service here does a great job i'm, I'm not going to slam the weather service but they were going higher um and some were going lower, and I, you know, I thought twelve to twenty was going out on a limb because we always get hosed. Snow lovers get hosed. Something always comes up. The storm swerves. It zigs and zags. There wasn't enough moisture. There was a dry slot. It was t- a changeover to rain or sleet. I mean, I've spent forty years uh, talking to disappointed snow lovers, and so I'm, I'm, I am tuned into that. And it seems like something always goes wrong. But um, it pays to be conservative. I didn't think 12 to 20 was being conservative. I thought that was just being realistic. And I still think we'll be at the low end of that range, you know, 13, 14, 15, maybe a little bit higher in some spots. It's going to snow like crazy late tonight. 
And uh, mm. tomorrow morning is going to be tough, but I think midday and afternoon, you know, you will be able to get out. Although predicting road conditions is even harder than predicting the weather. You know, how quickly will the freeways get cleared up? I don't pretend to know. I have no idea. Yeah. But I know we yeah. have, you know, great men and women at MnDOT doing their best. Great people at the airport. Some of the best snow removal on the planet at MSP International. So they're going to do the best job they can. And that's all, you know, that's all any of us can do, right? You do the best you can yep. with the tools you're given. And it's not going to be perfect, but <laughs> you, you do your best. Yep. Hey, Paul, I appreciate the, the update on the weather and the report tonight. Um, if there's something uh, significant or we need to chat tomorrow night, man, you're always more than welcome to hop on the Lake Show. You know that. I appreciate that, Henry, and I appreciate you and what you do every night. Uh, you be safe, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, take care. That's Paul Douglas, Chief Meteorologist for WCCO Radio, right here on News Talk 830-WCCO. We will take a break. We'll come back after the pause. We'll get to a scoreboard. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show News Talk 830-WCCO. I know that we teased that we would have a scoreboard in the uh, the last hour, but uh, we had some some things to get into that, uh, that stopped us from getting into doing um, an actual scoreboard. So we're going to take no more time. We will waste no more time. Let's dive into a scoreboard right now. You're sure you don't want to uh, filibuster and do no. another topic? No. Okay. Are you sure? Because, I mean, there are – okay, let's go ahead and get into it, H-Link. Uh, let's start with I mean, the, it was fun. It was it was fun to talk about what we're going to do in terms of getting events here to the to the great state of Minnesota. Well, I, I think it, it's just it's one of those conversations that's also that it's it's always ongoing, so go. right? Yeah, absolutely. So here you go. See now, see you like how I did that. Let's get to the NHL. It's a light scoreboard tonight in terms of the NHL. We have one game that's currently in action: the Islanders up on the Jets, two to one. Three and a half minutes left to go in the third period there. So we could be looking at an empty net situation for Winnipeg shortly. A game that's just about ready to drop the puck in the hockey hotbed. That is Phoenix, the Arizona Coyotes hosting the Calgary Flames. And the Dallas Stars are hosting the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. That game also scheduled to drop the puck in uh, about five minutes. We do not have anything in the NBA, again, because this is the last night of no NBA action because the NBA returns from the All-Star break tomorrow night. As you mentioned, the the Wolves play host to Charlotte uh, coming up on Friday night. Let's get to the the men's top 25 action here. How about an upset? Uh, Boston College, a very low-scoring game as they knock off the sixth-ranked Virginia Cavaliers. BC, the Golden Eagles, 63-48. to Uh, An upset win for Boston College over the sixth-ranked team in the nation. Uh, A top-20 matchup in the Big East, 18th-ranked UConn, uh, knocked off 20th-ranked Providence, 87-69. In uh, Big East action, UConn proves to 21-7 on the year. Providence falls to 20-8. Halfway through the first half in Houston, the top-ranked Houston Cougars, 25-2 on the year. Uh, thirteen and one in the American Conference. They are up on Tulane, thirteen to nine. And uh, as we had uh, talked about last night, Alabama, a lot of attention on the Crimson Tide program right now. The uh, Alabama Crimson Tide right now up on South Carolina, uh, ten to six. 
with uh, just over five minutes gone in the first half in that game. We do, yeah, get- because of the, yeah, because of the uh, the criminal investigation into the murder of the young lady by the former. Eleven Crimson Tide player. Yeah, and it still sounds like nothing's going to happen with that. It, I mean, as of right now, still looks like you know because they can't charge him criminally. They say there's nothing that he did wrong. So yeah, but Bre- the University Bre- of Alabama, though, the University of Alabama could stand up and do something. They could say, you know what, we're going to sit sit you down a couple of games because um, you made a a, a a decision to to be around this situation. You. Look, I read the statement from his lawyer, Brandon Miller's lawyer, earlier today, mm-hmm. and he's talking about that he was just driving back a weapon that was left in his vehicle that he had no knowledge of. But I, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't uh, take that as 100% that's the way it shook out and went down because you know why? Um, just because the attorney says something doesn't mean it's true. And not only that, there's a text message in which uh, – Darius Miles lets him know he's got a problem with somebody. Uh, I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the choir. You know, unfortunately, as of right now, you know, Alabama, you know, they're saying there's no issues right now. And, yep, Brandon Miller, as of right now, is still a a part of that program. And uh, right now, Alabama up on South Carolina. I do have the Gophers were in action earlier tonight in Maryland. And the Terps, no problem with the Gophers. Uh, they were up by 17 at half. You know, the Gophers only got outscored by one in the second half. But right now, uh, final, Maryland over the Gophers, 88-70. to 70, And the Gophers falling to 1-15 in the Big Ten. And uh, the other Big Ten game tonight, uh, right now, uh, about eight and a half minutes gone in the first half. In Madison, it is the Iowa Hawkeyes up on Wisconsin, 12-10. to 10. 12 to 10. Okay. Yep. And that's uh, going to be a low scoring game. Yes, it, uh, yes, it will. I, I believe, uh, I think the first team to 20, uh, well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if it was Iowa's football team, we'd say that that was a scoring outburst, right? 12 points. That's, you're funny. I mean, you're and, so funny. You know, hey, how about this? We talk about that game on the men's side. Uh, right now it's 12 to 10. The women's games. We got two uh, games that involve top 25 teams. 20th ranked Iowa State. Uh, they got knocked off in Stillwater by Oklahoma State. The uh, Lady Cowboys 71-68 over Iowa State. I- I'm going to say that game could possibly have uh, more scoring than the Iowa-Wisconsin uh, uh, men's game. And uh, right now mm-hmm. you've got Nebraska on the road. They are in Champaign, Illinois, leading the 25th ranked Illinois uh, Lady Illini, 72 to 55. Wow! So okay. yeah, we got a couple of uh, we could have a couple of top 25 upsets on the uh, the women's side, and uh, that's what we got. Obviously, no uh, no high school stuff to speak of because we've got the uh, apparently this weather that everybody keeps talking about so uh, and we got a store to deal with i i mean i i guess i mean i don't know I i'm mean, gonna blame i'm gonna blame paul douglas i, I well, mean, the good news is that the storm that the storm is not going to be as bad i i would rather i would rather we kind of overrate the storm and it not be as bad than to underrate it and then all hell breaks loose i, I mean that's that's what happened in 91 like because like paul said they weren't expecting that much, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, it just kind of, like, dumped all this stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I 12 to 15 to 16 inches, that still doesn't sound good. 
But like Paul's saying, when you're talking about, you know, models that could show you worst case scenario 20 plus, then you're like, we only got 14, 15 inches. Come on. That's nothing. Yeah. You know, and and different parts of the state are going to get more like it's just not everybody's going to get the same amount of snow. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I mean, you know, it it is what it is. Just be, you know, let's just be be thankful if you're okay. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do headlines. That's next on the docket here on we like to call the Lake Show. All right, we're doing headlines now because, man, in that 7 o'clock hour, things got jam-packed. So we moved the scoreboard, which we just did, and we moved headlines, which we'll do right now. All right, let's get to it, H. Minneapolis and St. Paul are both opening up free off-street parking spaces as the winter storm brings significant snow to the Twin Cities. Now, the city of Minneapolis announced that they were opening up 1,600 free spaces ahead of the storm. So if you're looking for a spot for your vehicle, uh, here's what I know of. And this is all on our website, WCCORadio.com. Locations free, (coughs) excuse me, through February 26th include the, (coughs) excuse me, <laughs> wow. You good? You yeah. need some water? You, you, you I just, need some help, man? Uh, we're not in the same. We're not in the same studio right now. I'm at home. No, we're we're not. Uh, no, I'll, I'll I'll be okay. I need to battle through it here. Just got a tickle in my throat. Uh, sure? Locations, yeah, that are free through February 26th include Seven Points Parking Ramp on 34th Street, uh, Mosaic Art Parking Ramps at uh, Lagoon Avenue. Locations free through February 28th include the include the Farmers Marking Lot on Lindale Avenue. The Salvation Army lot on North 4th Street. The Basilica lot is full. The Lynn Lake lot is full. The Vineland ramp at uh, Vineland Place uh, is open. In St. Paul, they were opening up extra spots as well. Uh, Residents can park their cars starting at 5 o'clock Wednesday until Saturday morning at the Smith ramp on uh, Smith Street. Uh, uh, The Kellogg Underground ramp on uh, Kellogg Boulevard. The Lawson ramp on West 6th Street. Lower Town Ramp on Jackson Street, the 7A Ramp on West Exchange Street, the Robert Street Ramp on East 7th, uh, the Block 19 Ramp on 145 East 7th Street, and the World Trade Center Ramp on 477 Cedar Street. So if you're looking for a place to put your vehicles, uh, maybe that'll help you out right now as uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul have opened that up. And again, it's all on our website, wccradio.com. Again, I do know that the Basilica Lot and the Lynn Lake Lot uh, they are full. I'm not sure about the other ones, but uh, that that's what I know as of now. That is great information, though, man. Th- thanks for the information because we do need that. I mean, the more uh, – if we give out more than enough information, I don't think that people will be upset by that. This is great information for people to know that in Minneapolis and St. Paul, there has been – um, free all street parking spots that that have been opened up, so that's good. Yeah. Up to what it, it's city city Minneapolis city, city of Minneapolis talking too fast. <laughs> this announced sixteen hundred free spaces. Yeah, th- th- this has not been the Jeez. between you not being able to talk and me having a coughing fit. Yeah, on but the me air, not so. being able to talk is different than you coughing. That's different, man. You got an excuse. I don't. Well, yeah, but I I, I, I I'm trying to make you feel better. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, <I'm> well, like, <laughs> Minneapolis, Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis. 
How do you say Minneapolis? Minneapolis. Hey, while a nationwide students continue to struggle in school following the effects of the COVID 19 pandemic, the situation. I say some laughter in this story. Minneapolis. Hold on. Let's go back to fourth grade. Let's audibly, let's just. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Henry, your word is Minneapolis. I'd like to use the word. I'd like to use State of origin, please. (laughs) State of origin, please. The the state of origin was a word that was originally heard on the Lake Show on February 22nd, 2023. Minneapolis. (sighs) How how was it used? Henry Lake says the city of Minneapolis opened up some free parking. Um. M I N N E A P O L I S. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The correct answer is M I N N E A P P O L. No, no, it's not three ends. It's not three ends. It's two ends. You're wrong. You put three N's in Minneapolis. There's two N's. We're the home of three N. Okay? You're wrong. No, no, you got you want replay that back. You said you said three N's. There's not three N's in Minneapolis. There are three N's in Minneapolis. I'm right. You're. No, there aren't. The way that you said there are two. it. No, the way that you said it, there were three. No, no, I said I said M I N N. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. And you just spelled, you said, you said M-I-N-N-N. That's what you just said. I know. Move on. All right. Move okay. On. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go down to, uh, to business here. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft announced that it has agreed to partnerships with uh, NVIDIA and Nintendo as it tries to convince European Union officials to approve its $69 billion purchase of Activision Blizzard, the company behind the popular game franchise Call of Duty. Now, uh, President Brad Smith had a closed-door meeting Tuesday with regulators and competitors to address concerns that the acquisition of Activision Blizzard could hurt competition in the video game industry. Uh, Deals come under scrutiny from regulators in the United States and around the world, but Microsoft has said that it has entered into a 10-year partnership with NVIDIA to bring Xbox PC games to their cloud gaming service, and it revealed that it finalized a 10-year agreement to bring the latest version of Call of Duty to the Nintendo platform once the uh, merger with Activision is completed. And to me, Henry, this is a big deal because sometimes the, these um, gaming units, they, so clo- they are so quick to protect their certain franchises. To expand Call of Duty, I, I mean, I don't know how much bigger it could get. I, I got to be honest, man. Like, like, I know how big Call of Duty is. That's a big-time game. Seriously. I haven't played it in so long. And I was I was uh, good friends with the guys from from uh, Activision years ago. I actually got them to, to sponsor. A, a friend of mine was doing a um, was doing a, a video game show, and I, I got those guys to help. Uh, I connected them. They ended up being a sponsor of the show, whatever. But yeah, that's that's a heck of a game. I can only imagine how in depth Call of Duty is now, because the last time I played it was probably like a decade ago. 
Oh, yeah. I've never played Call of Duty, but I mean, I, I know people that do, and I could not get into that. But it is, uh, yeah, it, it is an absolute beast in the in the video game world. And uh, finally, here's kind of a cool story. I didn't know there was this big rivalry between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. But apparently there's a rivalry that's rumbled on for more than half a century. But uh, now Paul McCartney's finally agreed to let it be by collaborating with the Rolling Stones. Let it be. Let it be. There you go. Can you use it? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, In an email published uh, yesterday, a representative for the Rolling Stones confirmed that the 80-year-old McCartney plays bass, quote, on just one Rolling Stones track. Now, denying press reports that the collaboration also includes the Beatles' other surviving member, the spokesman said that the recording featured no Ringo Starr at all. Now, no further details are available about the album, which will be the first since the Stones drummer Charlie Watts died two years ago. Of course, in the 60s, the Beatles and the Stones were two of the most famous groups in the world. Uh, In an interview with Howard Stern in 2020, McCartney simply said the Beatles were better. Stones frontman Mick Jagger responded, saying in another interview, there's obviously no competition. A year later, in an interview to promote his book, The Lyrics, McCartney said, I'm not sure I would say it, but there's, a, but they are a blues cover band. That's sort of what the Stones are. I think our net was cast a bit wider than theirs. And uh, despite that, this isn't the first time that they've worked together. Uh, they worked together on the uh, first hit for the Stones, I Want to Be Your Man. Uh, four years later, Mick Jagger was in the studio when the Beatles recorded All You Need Is Love. And, uh, I mean, it's it's nice to see these guys working together, but I, I didn't know there was that kind of history between the two of them. I really didn't. Yeah, that's something. All right, that's going to wrap up headlines. Coming up next, final few minutes of The Lake Show on The Good Neighbor. All right, final couple of minutes here on The Lake Show. I don't know... If you are going to effort to get there, like, maybe earlier in the day. But any interest from you, Christopher Tubbs, on going to the um, Women's Big Ten Tournament next week? Because I actually, you know, I do want to go. Many people haven't talked about it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we've kind of, we haven't uh, done a good enough job to promote it. Uh, maybe we can have some somebody on maybe tomorrow night or, or early next week to talk about it. But I'm absolutely um, interested in going. If I could make it work with my schedule, absolutely. I I would love to because, uh, I mean, the Big Ten women's basketball is a good brand of ball. You know, even if the Gophers are not having a, a good year, it is still a very, very good brand of women's basketball. So I, I, I would love to go at least, yeah, a little bit earlier in the day. Sure. Well, I. I got to tell you, I um, I'm surprised at how good the Big Ten is this year. Like, I've paid attention a little bit more to what's been going on lately, and, and I want to give some props and respect to to Caitlin Clark, the young lady from Iowa, because I kind of I kind of like like damn, I was like she's a baller, and so. I didn't get a chance to, like, walk over and meet her. Uh, I probably could have. But when she was in town for the Women's Final Four, and I was at all the different press things, whatever, and she they had um, an event where she was there. Uh, Aaliyah Boston was there from uh, South Carolina. They were up, It was the Naismith Awards. I was there. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, Boston won. And then also, and I know that um, 
Caitlin Clark won an award, but then who also won Coach of the Year was um, what's my girl's name? Um, Don Staley. Yes. Yep. Man, let me tell you, Caitlin Clark is a baller. Like I love watching her play. Just her offensive ability, you can't deny it. And so when I started seeing highlights of her last year for Iowa and watched a couple of their games, and then watching this year, for the longest time, we've been inundated with Stanford highlights, UConn highlights, uh, Tennessee highlights. Uh, South Carolina is the new, like they're the cream of the crop now, Baylor highlights, right? Yeah. But, man, this year in the Big Ten, we got all kind of highlights. Maryland's good. Indiana's good. Um, Iowa's good. Well, Indiana, uh, Indiana's, yeah, Indiana's the number two team in the nation. And, and Phenomenal, I mean, dude. Yeah. Ain't I that mean, crazy? Yeah. And, and, I mean, you're talking, I think Michigan's in the top 15. Uh, I know Ohio State's been good. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got, you know, Illinois is a pretty good program. So you've got some really good – but I think they've got three in the top ten. I want to say – I know Indiana's two. I don't know where Iowa and Maryland are at, but I know they've – I know they've got to be in the top ten, like seven, eight, or eight, nine, something like that. And Maryland, um, they beat Iowa last night by almost 30. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? Yeah, because that was one of the games that we were you know, monitoring during the, the scoreboard. Yeah, it was uh, 96 to 68. Man, I'm telling you. So, yeah, the state of, of the Big Ten women's basketball is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to be checking out a game or two. I was actually a little bit earlier this evening, I was texting with Rebecca Brunson, who's going to be on the show tomorrow night, talking some uh, some Wolves and some some NBA. Um, she's going to be there. So I definitely want to. And, look, I've always supported uh, women's college basketball. I'm a fan, um, and that's a real thing. So I'm going to be in attendance. I can't wait. It'll be fun. Well, and, and I mean, for, for those that if you sit and you really watch the game, to me, the women's game, it, it's a very pure type. It, to me, just, I mean, like the execution, the the cutting, the passing, the screening, I, I just, I yep. feel like there's just so much more is based on execution and fundamentals. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And because we know that there's a, a tremendous amount of athleticism that the women play with, yep. but it's just different than the it's, guys, it's right? Like it's, yeah, not, it's, it's different not, athleticism. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not like, it's not above the rim. It's not, you know, I don't have to deal with like Vince Carter, but now I'm, I'm telling you there's a young lady and I don't know her name off the top of my head, but there is a young forward from Stanford that no on the break. She dunks. Oh yeah, uh, we were watching a Stanford game uh, a couple of nights ago. Um, a couple of nights ago, yes. yeah. Stanford and UCLA. Uh, oh God, yeah, I can't remember what her name was. But yeah, because you were because you were kind of pointing it out, and you're like, you know, hey, I was you, raving about her. Yeah, you, you were, yeah. I, and, oh, and man. I can and I can attest, yeah, because when I looked up, you're like, hey, you know, that girl, you know, when she's on the break, she can dunk. And then I, you know, I was trying to figure it out because I'm, you know, looking down and looking up. And but yeah, I, I mean. They're definitely they're very, very good athletes, but you're right. It's, some people don't look at it because it's not as explosive and above the rim as men's basketball is. But but I think if you're a basketball fan, just a pure basketball fan, like watching women's basketball, and, and I mean, and then, you know, we've got the links. Like, I, I don't know how you can't not be entertained by that quality of basketball. I, I just don't. Yeah. 
And Haley Jones, I want her on the uh, on the Timberwolves. Yes, I I have <laughs> she's realized like one of that. my favorite. She's yeah, you, you you tell I'm a massive fan. She's awesome. Cameron Brink, her teammate. I don't I don't think he's going to be like a top ten pick or anything like that. Whatever, but I like her game too. So, yeah, man, support the women when they come to town next week. Uh, tickets are available. I talked to a few people earlier. Tickets are available. Good tickets are available. So let's uh, let's head down to Target Center, man, because the Wolves are out of town. Wolves are going to be on the West Coast next week. So, and uh, the snowstorm will be over. No reason not to go Make down sure to the Target down Center. Down no reason. Good basketball, man. Good basketball. I love you me bet. some hoops. You bet. I love me some hoops. All right, well, that's going to wrap up this show. We're back at it tomorrow. Final full show of the week because on Friday, you know what we got. We got Wolves taking on the Hornets coming out of the All-Star break. How are we going to kick it off? How are we going to start it? But tomorrow night, we got a full show. Talk to you then.